Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Lead like a woman. How to be a powerful career woman without being hyper-masculine. So before I start this podcast, I'm going to let you know that I still believe in male and female sexes, and I believe in masculine and feminine energies as qualities and archetypes that live in all sentient beings. We have masculine energy and we have feminine energy in all of us. Men tend to have more masculine energy and women more feminine energy. Some people may find that they identify more with their opposite and are okay with that. This podcast is going to address when women have taken on more masculine qualities in their lives because they feel like this is the way to get things done in the world. So what we're going to talk about is what the difference is in using feminine energy as a way to get things done in the world and how when women take on too much masculine energy, they end up imbalancing themselves when they disown their feminine energy, if you followed all that. (laughs) So I remember When I was 16 and my high school English teacher gave me a reading list that was outside the school curriculum, I was really bored in my classes and she could see that and so she helped me out. And on that list were books as varied as Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I know, right? Pretty crazy. And Betty Friedan's The Feminine Mystique and The Aquarian Conspiracy was another book. And I actually wish that I'd kept this loose leaf piece of paper she'd written these down on because it was a pretty amazing list. And I went out and read every single one of these books. One of them was about women out in the working world and essentially had this idea of having to be a man in a man's world in order to succeed. So I forget the name of the book, but I absorbed that idea and I took it with me. And it kind of reinforced my own beliefs when I was growing up that feminine energy and by extension, women were kind of useless. I grew up around housewives everywhere. My mom was a housewife. Every single one of my aunts on both of my mom and my dad's sides of the families were housewives. All of our neighbors were housewives. And I was so determined not to be one and to be a career woman. So this book seemed to echo what I already intuited, that being a woman and being feminine was weak. You needed to be a man to succeed. So I cultivated this tough exterior, being confident and assertive, or just, I guess, tried to embody more masculine energy the way that I perceived it. And then a few years into it, I realized that I was actually more feminine than I really thought underneath all of that. I'd prized thinking all of those years when really I was more of a feeling person. And then I got the language to really articulate that when I took I took the Myers-Briggs test the first time when I was about 16, and I was way over on the thinking side. And then I took it again when I was about 19, and then I was way over on the opposite side of the spectrum on the feeling side. 
inside, which I took as being my true home. And I've been living from that place ever since, or I guess it would be better to say that it's a work in progress and that I had then began to shed the idea that I needed to work like a man to get things done and instead learn how to really use and own my feminine energy instead. So what do I mean by that? Well, if we define masculine and feminine by archetypes, then feminine energy is more soft, receptive, open, surrendered. It radiates and magnetizes things to it. Masculine energy is more about getting out into the world to conquer, to get things done. It's driving, it's ambitious, it's fierce. These days, I'd say I feel pretty grounded in both energies in myself, and there are times when I activate more of my masculine, but more and more, I try to use my feminine energy to draw things to me as a way, as an MO in my life. So many women, like I did, feel that in order to lead a team, run a company, get things done, get people to respect you and to succeed in the business world, that you have to have um, a suit, <laughs> you have to like man up, you know, you put on your suit, you put on your armor, you thrust the spear, you never crack, you never let anyone see you cry or smile or having emotions. And you have to put on this major masculine energy. Is this actually true? The truth is that when women spend years operating in this hyper-masculine way, it's exhausting. They develop health issues. They experience burnout. This disowning of the feminine spills into their personal lives. Dry pussy, low libido, relationship problems, something just feels off in the bedroom. So I've worked with so many women who've been in this hyper-masculine space. And when they shift back into a more feminine way of living, working, leading, making love, everything changes. So the big question is, how can you be a more modern and feminine woman? How can you still be a career woman and in your feminine power? Is it possible to be a yang in the streets and a yin in the sheets? First off, let's make an important distinction. Being feminine does not mean being passive. It's not about lying back and just taking it. No, it's about being strong and soft and opening and receptive, letting yourself be penetrated, letting yourself be filled like a well, and letting somebody to be you know, close to you and inside of you, opening up like an infinite lotus blossom and not closing off. It takes courage to be this vulnerable. And it's also about learning to use the power of surrender, which is the essence of the feminine as a way to let the divine throw, flow through you and use you like a vehicle. And in spiritual circles, we use this kind of terminology all the time, thy will be done, you know, not my will, but thy will, like this concept that whatever you perceive, energy, God, spirit, the universe, there's a power out there that's greater than us. And if we open to that power, it can actually direct and move our lives in a more incredible way than we could have ever conceived of in our limited physical human brains and our mental capacity. And so this idea of surrender is a spiritual idea, a sexual idea, and it's really the essence of the feminine, you know, this idea of like receiving, opening, letting go. So now I'm going to say, trust me, you get a lot more done by utilizing this method in your life. And a friend of mine, Dana Claudette, just posted an Abraham Hicks quote on her Instagram that said, you are more productive by doing 15 minutes of visualization than from 16 hours of hard labor. 
So I love that. To me, that's the feminine in action, really feeling into what you want, getting yourself into the most positive frame of mind and high level of energy, and then magnetizing it to you rather than slogging and killing yourself to make it happen, to force it to happen no matter what. So it's really easy to devalue the power of feminine energy in our culture. I did, and I didn't even understand what I was doing because most of what I saw was passive, subservient house slaves whose only point of existence was to wash other people's socks and cook their food and put their own lives on hold and their own voices on hold. So yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. And it took me years to really define my own version of femininity and to step into that energy. And then when I was 24, my partner at the time would constantly say to me that I was the most feminine woman he'd ever met. And this was amazing. Like, what is turnaround? You know, I had accessed a totally different space within myself. And this was a more real one. This wasn't cultivated out of a defense mechanism or fear. Like, you know, people who have a tough, brittle, guarded exterior, their defenses are up, their armor is on, everything is a slog, everything is hard work. And it's difficult to just sigh and open and relax and allow things, good things to come to you or in you. So as a woman as well, it's hard to experience the best sex of your life if you can't let your guard down long enough to really, truly let someone inside of you. So I have a couple of stories to share. First was a woman who was in one of my salons and she was a lawyer and she worked in, you know, this traditionally male dominated industry where most women, I would say, learn to activate their masculine energy as a way that they think that they need to be successful. And so she co-owns a law firm with her partner and you know for years she'd worked very hard she'd animated a lot of her masculine energy to be one of the boys and after doing this for so long and this is her primary mo she was burnt out she was suffering from adrenal fatigue she was exhausted and then she learned about these concepts of masculine and feminine energy and sexual polarity and it took her about a year she said but she started to really apply them in her life and her relationship and her work. And what it looks like is that she took time out of her life to rest, to rejuvenate herself, to honor her feminine side. Even her clothing began to take on a more feminine appearance. Essentially, she softened. And this hard, brittle exterior that she'd cultivated over the years was falling away. She laughed more. She seemed genuinely happy and relaxed. And in her intimate relationship, she was able to sink into being the feminine and allow her partner to be more masculine. So this boosted their sexual polarity and chemistry and radically improved their sex and emotional life. And instead of constantly jostling for position and edging her husband out of the way, she allowed him to take the lead in some things. Now, this doesn't mean she was ultra passive. She just practiced letting go and surrendering control, trusting that if she took her hands off of the reins, someone else could competently handle it. And then things began to change at work. Whereas before, she'd often butt heads with the alpha males in the office. Now they had a different reaction to her. They wanted to serve her. So rather than having to out-muscle and out-alpha them with this new energy of being relaxed and radiant, 
that they came to her and just gave her what she wanted. So I want to be very clear that in animating her feminine, she wasn't just paying in titty currency, meaning she wasn't wearing low-cut blouses and shoving her tits in their faces. No, she was emanating an entirely different energy and they were reacting to that. This was an inner energetic thing. So instead of perceiving her as competition to their own masculine energy, they found it complementary and they wanted to work with it. So here's a larger cultural comparison for you. Let's look at two very accomplished, very powerful women, Hillary Clinton and Michelle Obama. So for the sake of this discussion, I'm putting my political beliefs aside. I'm not going into that. We're just going to state the facts and make observations. So throughout her campaign, Hillary struggled to connect with voters on an emotional level. There have been many articles written about Hillary's unlikable personality. So her campaign team worked really hard on this, trying to figure out what to do. Despite her many qualifications, there's always just been something about her that millions of people found unlikable. She's too brusque, too militant, people don't trust her, they don't like the sound of her voice. So Hillary Clinton operates from a very masculine, young state. Power suit, toughness, pushes hard to get it done, whereas Michelle Obama is universally beloved, even across party lines. During the Obama presidency, according to a Pew Research poll, even 30% of conservative Republicans admitted that they liked her. So not easy, you know, to win their support as the first lady of a Democratic White House. Her memoir, Becoming, was the number one best-selling hardcover book of 2018, generating more sales than any book in the world. She filled stadium arenas on her book tour. She radiates feminine power. She's strong and assertive. She says exactly exactly what she feels, and she rocks a sleeveless dress and heels while giving a moving speech. She's not afraid to be moved, to cry on stage when discussing emotional topics. People often describe her as inspiring and real. So during Barack's run for president, his campaign team called Michelle the closer because she'd go into a fundraising event or a rally, and at the end, they'd bring on Michelle. So after hearing her speak, after basking in her presence, then people were 100% all in for the Obamas. She would win people's trust and seal the deal. People love her. They believe her. They trust her. They follow her wherever she leads. She radiates this beautiful yin-yang balance. She's centered. She's authentic, which makes her so magnetic. Because it feels like this is who she really is. And people feel that truth within her, that this is her. So I'm not going to get into the merits of each woman and their political or social views or their actions. I'm simply pointing out that two women in the public eye who have very different vibes and very different energies, it's interesting to note how the world has responded to them. Women like Michelle Obama show that you can be strong and powerful and inspire people to take action still with a feminine energy and overall vibe. And this generally feels better for you and even the other people around you, again, because it's authentic. So this makes it more effective. You become more successful, wealthy, magnetic, all of the things <laughs> because you're in your true self. If you put on this false veneer, people feel that and something about it just intuitively feels wrong to them, you know, even if they can't put their finger on what it is. And when people are constantly trying hard and trying to force things, we feel that too. And again, it doesn't feel real or genuine. 
So how can you make this shift? If you've been somebody who has taken on a lot of masculine energy in your life because you've devalued the feminine, or you might not even know what it means to be in your feminine energy, how can you radiate more of this? So these are things that I talk about a lot in the How to Be a Well-Fucked Woman Salon, is really identifying what is feminine energy, how, and then it's like a leap of faith to try to then trust that you can get things done from this place of magnetism and radiation positive energy out into the world. This is a huge part of my life. I mean, I often say that some of my most, the most important work that I do is that I meditate, I go surfing, I exercise, I eat really well, I nourish myself both with food and with the kinds of things that I do for myself. This is part of my work because as a self-employed person, as a person in the personal growth realm, I'm my own sales pitch, right? Like I'm <laughs> the better shape that I'm in, the better emotional, physical, spiritual condition I'm in, the more that that energy goes out into the world as positivity, as abundance, as authenticity, and things come back to that. I radiate and magnetize things to me because I'm putting out this energy of truth and authenticity. And so people often say to me that I really, or say about me, that I really walk my talk. And I'm so grateful and glad to hear this feedback because I put in a fuck ton of energy into my own growth and well-being. And so this then to me is part of this feminine way of nurturing myself, filling up my well. And then of course I put in work. Of course I put in hours of work into everything that I do, but it's coming from a more easy flowing place. Like for example, yesterday I went out for a surf for two and a half hours. I was just in a zone, in a flow. And one of my favorite things about surfing and being in the, in the ocean is that it is the feminine. This is the most beautiful, natural expression of the feminine perhaps on the planet is being in the ocean and learning from the ocean and the waves and the flow and all of it. So I come in and I'm so filled up from that energy that I knock out a podcast. I knock out a bunch of writing. I knock out all this stuff because I filled myself up with this, you know, acknowledged my feminine, been in my feminine, been in this very flowy place of not thinking, not trying hard, not mentally trying to force things to happen. No, I go out and fill myself up or I go out and get some great fucking and then I come back and, and do my work and then everything just flows out of me. So that's what I mean is you activate and connect with more of that energy in yourself, and then it works for you. You don't have to work hard and try hard and force it. You just have to fill yourself up. So I talk about a lot more of this in how to be a well-fucked woman, how to really shed the false layers of who you are and inhabit your own truth. And if you've taken on more masculine energy because you think you have to, I'll show you how to own and inhabit your own feminine energy and use this as your source of manifestation and power in your life. And that's exactly what I do. And this impacts everything you do from your intimate relationship to your career. So check out how to be a well fucked woman. It is starting soon. Are you coming? This is my signature eight-week salon for how to live, thrive, and orgasm in a female body. Check out the free video series on my website and also look out for registration, which will open in mid-July. 
So I'd like to ask a favor that you please go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. In this podcast, it's been my mission to really breakthrough, well, my whole life and work mission, really breakthrough a lot of false ideas and taboo and stuff that people might believe to be true, where there's other alternative pathways and concepts out there to really optimize your whole health and well-being. So there's always going to be people who push back against things, especially when they're the status quo, or when there's vested financial interests, like say the allopathic medical community, who have a whole business model built around this kind of stuff. So the more that you can support this mission in talking about it. Like I said, writing or rating as a review in iTunes, you'll help to boost this platform and allow more and more people to find this information and be liberated and take their health and their well-being into their own hands and genitals. So please and thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.